I have never in my career done this, and it was kind of freeing in a weird way. Yeah. I was fully naked last night on set. Oh, wow. I mean, not fully. I have like a G-string on. Okay. And I put tape over my nipples. It's summer. Can I hear you? Yeah. It's been so long, Casey. I know. I didn't you... even I didn't even remember that you got to plug shit in. You forgot to plug your stuff in. How to well, plug just, it in? I just I just for just the headphones. <laughs> well, it's plugged in now. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. Good. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah. What's been going on? What's going on? Is everything okay? Yeah, you know, just the same shit, you know? When you had, like, doctor's appointments and stuff, I just didn't know if there was a new thing that didn't... No, just the normal, you know. Yush. Just the normal, biannual, gotta check on that stuff, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And was it all okay? I mean, I think so, but we'll we'll hear. I'll hear by... By phone or by letter in the mail, probably in a couple weeks. But letter in the mail. I think since moving to California, it usually comes by a letter in the mail. But my doctor will also call to be like, "It's okay." But a letter is gonna like for a some horse, reason it- a horse gallops. <laughs> Up with news yeah. of your health? Yes. <laughs> I think it might be like a legal, a legal thing that they have to like send it by letter that like, oh. you're, you're going to live, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but my son, you know what? If anyone wants to send me a letter that just says you're going to live, I would at this point, I would fucking take it. Yeah. I mean, you know, but my doctor is great because you know how it just feels good when someone knows you. And so she always says like, when I know when I have the results, which I think she'll get re- like test results before I do. She always says like, I will I will call you. And then she says every time, and I will call you either way. So when you see my number on your phone, don't panic, you know, because I'm I'm probably calling just to say everything's fine. Which yeah, I, I think that's I, ideal, like to I have a person that says that. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that she knows just by looking at me that I'm the kind of person whose guts will fall out of my mm-hmm. body when I see a doctor's phone number on my phone. So... There you go. I get it. I (laughs) get it. It's funny. I don't think we give enough credit to people that have that special ability to like look into your soul and know who you are at the core. And it's always surprising. I know I've said on this podcast, like, I feel like Mr. Rogers and Joan Rivers uh, looked into my soul and figured out like what I needed to hear in that moment. Obviously, they're Mr. Rogers and Joan Rivers, but like kind of else? like a it's a special case. Do you know? Yeah, what I mean? like, they're like special. Yeah, and they pro- they probably could could have done that for anyone. But well, I also had like a colleague one time that um, like one time flat out said like I know it really bothers you to when you make a mistake. So like. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. And and she was like, so, uh, you know, I just want you to know that, like, this is a mistake that 
anyone would have made, you know, she just like had a really good way of talking about it that made me like, okay, I can sort of feel sane with this person, you know? <laughs> anyway. Isn't it interesting though? Like, I think that it makes that, it, yes, just like interpersonal communication makes all the difference in the yeah. world. Like, yeah. how people give information. Yeah affects how it is received. Like, it's just a one-to-one. It's just yeah. a one-to-one. Yeah. Mark and I got into it this morning. I was a real fucking bitch to him. And and it was a case of like... And like when you and I got into an argument, maybe our first argument? Yeah, I think so. I don't think we've ever gotten into an argument before. But like, I am very... I'm very spread thin, obviously, and like really exhausted. And so my... Yeah my default goes back to like my bad habits from my family of origin. Sorry, mom. Where (laughs) it's just like bitchy, you know? It's just like bitchy responses when people are like, people like you and Mark and close friends are like, I know you're on my team. You know what I mean? Right, right. But like when I'm depleted, then it's really hard for me to remember that I'm not like threatened. Like, you're not trying to, like, right. do something mean to me. Right. You know? Right. Anyway, I'm sorry about my bitchiness two weeks ago. And then, um, Mark, if you're listening, I already talked to you, but I'm sorry about my bitchiness this morning when I totally freaked out on you for no reason at all. Well, no, not, not no reason at all. He yeah. said a thing to me that I felt like was a tacky. Right. But it wasn't. I mean, like, I understand yeah. What now, after we went through it. Yeah. And the same thing happened with you and me. Like, I think you were just like, I'm just trying to figure this out. And I took it like, there's something wrong with you. Because right. that's where, when I'm like depleted, I can't access the fucking part of my brain that's like, right. slow down. People aren't against you. Right. You right. can, like, this is, these people are just, they are not trying to be mean to you. Yeah. I get it. It's, It is really hard, but it's also, like, a challenge in the moment not to damage your own self more. You know what I mean? Well, right. Because then I, I mean, I get into, like, the thing where then I just, like, beat myself up about it. And I feel like such shit because, like, I'm never going to be, like, a normal fucking person, you know? And it just is, it's hard. It's just hard. Yeah, no, um, but you are normal. I mean, you're normal for yourself, you know. Um, <laughs> I recently had this conversation with Eli, too, because I think I think sometimes you and Eli have a lot in common, which is why, probably why we never have had an argument before, because this is, like, it's familiar territory for me, you know. Um, and I was having a discussion with Eli where he said, like, you said something that I found to be passive-aggressive, and it got me really upset. And I was kind of, like, I was struggling with saying, you know what, you're right, what I said was passive-aggressive, but also sometimes I feel like there is no way to say something to you that isn't going to get this exact same reaction. Right. So I tried to choose the one that was passive, hoping that, you know, that it would just, I don't know, 
land in a softer way, but that's no excuse. And like passive aggression isn't the answer either, you know? Um, But it's also hard when you're in a situation where you're like, you also have like a joking relationship with the person that you're close to or whatever. And you do make little like loving, teasing jokes. And they really are loving because I really don't believe in like making jokes that really hurt people. Like I just, I don't. I No, it, you're not an, because well, you're not an asshole. <laughs> I mean, that's just like, right. yeah, no shit. No, of course. Yeah. I'm never, I'm never trying to make like a really deep point to someone um, about who they are at their core through my incisive and cutting humor. You know, that's not, <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to do. Um, especially like someone that I know or love or whatever. But I think it's hard. And that's something that we say to each other in my family a lot that like we're on the same team. Like I'm on your team. I'm trying to help you succeed. Um, But something, you know, that we all try to remember too is that like we're also trying to help ourselves succeed. And sometimes that's a little bit of a dance, you know? Well, the two things can be, yeah, in either opposition or, like, working together, depending. Yeah. Just depending. Yeah. But everything's okay with you and Mark now? I mean. We're back together. (laughs) We patched it up, Case, and we called off, and we're living living our truth. Wait, I'm going to see. Bless you. Bless God, you. allergies, full seat, full, oh my God. full fucking force out up in here. It's like ninety degrees today. Um, no, we're good. I, I said to him, I, yeah, it was hard. It's hard for me to dig out. You know, like I dig yeah. deeper. Yeah. So I went a little bit meaner for a minute, which yeah. is like, as Birdie does to me. Yeah. But then after like a beat, he went to, he just like left which is yeah. also it's a great strategy, just FYI, you know? Yeah. And um, when he came back later, I was like, hey, listen, I apologize. I'm really, really, like, I've never been this exhausted. And I will, I feel like I have tried to explain this on the podcast, but let's just do a little bit of a Hollywood break for you right now. Um, The reason why, I'm like, have never... Loved a job more. I'm so grateful for it. Love every yeah. second that I'm there. And when I tell you I have never had a harder job, I have never had a harder job because this season, in previous, the first season, we had six days to do one episode. Yeah. The second season, we had five and a half, sometimes six days yeah. to do an episode. For budget reasons, we, you know, we've moved to Netflix, which is great. Um, we have five days to do an episode that's super ambitious for any show, any comedy, but especially a musical comedy with performances, um, like huge kind of set pieces. Yeah. And um, and if you've watched Girls 5 Eva on Peacock, Even if you haven't, if you're waiting for it to come to Netflix so you can catch up on seasons one and two before this new season comes out, we are in tour mode. We're on, we're in like this on a tour. Yeah. We are basically, all of us, 
in every scene together. Right. And it is very rare that there are scenes without one of us in them. Right. Right. Then, on top of that, for budgetary reasons, they're cross-boarding the season, which I know I've said, but again, just Hollywood break. That means that we're shooting all six episodes concurrently. Right. Based on location. And it is confusing at times. And it causes, and it's a lot of like, it's just zero downtime. It's like when, when I'm not actively filming, I'm like in hair and makeup getting changed over for another look or having to do a photo shoot for a bit that plays in another episode or having to rehearse a dance sequence that goes in an, I mean, it is like so full on from morning till night. The only time I get is in the car on the way there. I am truly obsessed with Andrew, my driver. (laughs) I adore him. So he is the sweetest, nicest guy. His fiance, Maria, seems like a real sweetheart. He just (laughs) adores her. That's great. She's a radiology tech. I just am like I'm sure you I'm sure you'll meet her professionally at some point. Well, no shit, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but like it's just the the job is a joy. The women that I work with are so unbelievably wonderful. My some of just my soul sisters. I'm I just love them so much. Um and John Lutz, I love so much, who is basically like in most of the year this year. Yeah. You know who John is. Mm-hmm. Do you know him? I don't know him, I don't think, personally. He's lovely. Yeah. Because if you don't know, he's he was on 30 Rock, but he's been a writer on Seth Meyers' late night talk show forever. Yeah. And uh, still is. And he's just a, a true joy. He's an old uh, Second City alum. He and Paula go yeah. way back. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's just, it's just, um, there's not a moment. There's not a moment break. Right. And then when on the weekends, Birdie has been very like, and, and cricket too, yeah. but they've both been like, we didn't, haven't seen you at all, all week. Right. You can't. Right. The only reason why I'm able to do this today is because Birdie went to her best friend's little sister's birthday party at a trampoline park in New Jersey. Oh, all right. So, because when we were texting earlier this week and I was like, I just don't even fucking know what I'm going to do. Right. And then I texted Mark and I was like, wait a minute. Isn't that birthday party this weekend? And he's like, yeah, I think (laughs) it's Saturday. And I was like, fuck yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I remember the days of birthday parties. Um, And I just saw something recently where somebody, I don't know if it was from a sitcom or I don't, I can't even, I can't even remember what, but somebody was like, so I just drop my kid and like leave for this birthday party. And the mom was like, oh no, we're like having all the parents stay. And, uh, and. The person was like, no, 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 no. Mm -mm. Birthday parties, even though it's a lot, it's a lot of responsibility. As the mom and dad and or dad as the host throwing the birthday party, you got to let it be a drop off. So because then you get to take advantage of 
the 20 other two, drops. Two and yeah. a half hours that you're going to yeah. get free. Yeah. and Maybe three yes. hours. And then you host a good birthday party, and then you get to take advantage of being able to drop your kid off 10 or 12 times. Uh, Cricket <laughs> asked... This just reminds me, I have to send a text to Mark really fast. Okay. That Cricket asked if... Um, wait, could you reach out to that VR place? Cricket decided that, you know, it's hard to have your birthday July 4th week. Yeah, I know. I'm a Memorial Day kid and everybody was always away for my birthday too. Yeah, but at least that's like during the school year. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, but Cricket was like, I don't understand. Let's just have my birthday June. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. That makes well, sense. like, God bless Before her. God bless her out. for thinking of that. Yeah. Like, at this age, instead of just feeling like a giant turd until she realized when she was well, 30, she could have had her birthday. Or, or she's just like mad at me for not realizing right, it. Right. But, you know, the truth is, I have a late June birthday, obviously. I have a yeah. late June birthday. And I have my, yeah, I just like, just had a summer birthday and like whoever was in town, but people didn't yeah. travel like they do. Like in Ares, I I don't know. Most kids right. were just around. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Eli, his birthday is in July as well, later in July. And like, it was always a struggle to get people. The 19th? To come. When is his birthday? 23rd. 23rd. Yeah. But it was always like just whoever... Um, and then Lincoln is May 10th, which isn't, you know, it's still during school. Um, but it's, I, we lived in a really travely town. Like everybody was just <laughs> like, they'd be like. East Coast is different though, ma'am. I do yeah, think East Coast is different. They'd just be like, oh, uh, my, none of my friends can come because they went to Switzerland for the weekend or what. And I'd be like. This is, I swear to God. But happening? that's like. I know. That's like, that's, yes. I think the East Coast is just its own beast. I've never yeah. experienced the travel, like people yeah. travel here. Like, we weren't, wild. yeah, we, we weren't like that. But Lincoln said a really interesting thing to me when he was like seven years old or whatever. And uh, I'm sure I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but he was just like, uh, he wasn't like a real party kid. Like he always liked to just take like five friends to see whatever Marvel movie was coming out or or whatever. So he wasn't really into going to like these big parties at like trampoline places or whatever that everybody was having. But he always went like with this grim, like steely face of determination. Uh, whenever he was invited, he always went. And you could just tell that he was like gearing up to have a time that was like not for him. And so one time I was like, dude, like you seem like you're anxious and not really wanting to go to this party. And he was like, yeah, that that is true. And he was like, but I was invited. And so like, it's, it's my duty to show up for this person, like to show up for their day. <laughs> Like, oh my God, bless, bless. Oh my God. And he was like, you know, like I, I might, maybe I don't have to stay for the whole time or whatever, but suppose I'm the only person that, you know, somebody has to show up. And I was always just like, oh, he's such a shower upper, that kid, you know? He really it's is. It's important to be yeah. a shower upper. One of the four agreements. Yeah. 
<laughs> One time when I was like going to the women's march in the city or something, and he just cleared his day to go with me because like Matt had to work and Eli was doing something. And he was a teenager at that point. And I was like, you're at the women's march with me. That's like incredible. And I got the sense that he was doing it so that I wouldn't have to like travel into the city and just walk the streets alone. But he was like, yeah, because it's about showing up. And he was like, this is like, a numbers thing. You know what I mean? He was like, the strength of this is like how it's going to look from like a helicopter shooting it from the sky. So people have to show up to make the numbers look good. That's what like shows that it was an effective thing. So I'm here to contribute to the numbers or whatever, but he's, he's interesting. He's a real, he's such a showy uppy guy. You can always, you can always count on him to show the fuck up. Yeah, to just be there, you know, even even when it's it's maybe not his thing or about him or whatever. He's like, no, I'll be there. Oh, my gosh. Here I am. I'm in the car, guys, on the way to work. But that's how we got to do things. Okay? But you know what I have in my hair right now? I have my favorite hair things. They say that hair care is the new skin care. I'm here to tell you. I'm here for both. You know that we love Kitsch so much. Their products are incredible. I slept on the satin pillowcase, and I feel like it's really helping my hair, especially because it's getting, well, if I'm being real, kind of wrecked while I'm working. (laughs) There's so much that is happening to it all the time, not to mention I color my hair. And the satin pillowcases are so good for my little hairs and save me at night. And also my kids use them because it helps with the knots in their hair. It's game changing. That is what Kitsch's biggest fans say about all of their time-saving beauty essentials for their hair, skin, and body. And that's what I say. And also the price points are incredible. It's like a nice little treat for yourself. It's not going to break the bank. The other thing you know that we love is the heatless satin curling rollers. These are the original, but OG, the best heatless curlers. Don't settle for knockoffs. These are the ones that TikTok made famous, and we love them. Guys, started in 2010, just a lady selling hair ties door to door. (laughs) This is so true. A hustle and a dream. You know I love a hustle. Now Kitsch is self-funded, female-founded, carried in over 20,000 retail locations. Right now, Kitsch is offering 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash best. That's right, 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch, spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash best. One more time, mykitsch.com slash best for 30% off your order. You're going to love it. Satin, by the way, is vegan and cruelty-free. Okay, guys, mykitsch.com slash best for 30% off your order. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Listen, the reviews are in. Honey Love came out on top for the best wedding day shapewear. With wedding season right up on us, this is the ad you've been waiting for. Whether you're getting married or you're a guest... Or honestly, you're just looking for an everyday fit. Honey Love is your go-to for all things shapewear. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology. It makes you look great and it doesn't make you feel like literally you're about to pass out. Listen, I have been a person who for the last several years has 
poo-pooed shapewear <laughs> because I can't deal with how I feel like I'm suffocating. I can't breathe. And I feel like it gives me gas because it's just so tight. It just doesn't work for my stomach. But you know, I like to wear these like satiny flowy skirts and things. And TBH, it would just look a little nicer, I know. And so then Honey Love sent me the signature, one of their bestsellers, the Superpower Short. And I put it on, wore it all day, felt great, did not feel the thing that I normally feel when I'm wearing shapewear, which is that I'm claustrophobic and I got to get out of it immediately. But it was fantastic. And it gave me a little bit more support and smoothed the lines. And it I didn't have to worry about it rolling down, which is, you know, basically unheard of in shapewear because there's very flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. And it's also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape, guys. It's amazing. Shapewear that's comfortable. You heard that right. Their shapewear has 100% cotton gusset, so you can skip extra undies and a convenient opening so you can pee. Anyway, Honey Love also has more than shapewear. They've got great bras, tanks, and leggings, and they are size inclusive, which is incredible. So I highly recommend you check them out. Treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com with the code BEST20. Use code BEST20 at honeylove.com. Um, how's everything else? What's happening? I haven't talked to you in fucking two weeks. I know. Well, I went to the opening night of 1776 at the Amundsen Theater. You're just a real theater lady these days. I know. I really, I love that there's theater in LA and the Amundsen, I know I have said, is so beautiful and Center Theater Group invited me to opening night. And so I went with um, our friend Janie Haddad Tompkins, uh, wife of often mentioned oh, Paula Tompkins. We know, we know. Just saying. Everyone knows. Check out their podcast. It is delightful. They also have a sub stack called Weekend Water. But um, Everybody's got a sub stack now, baby. <laughs> but uh, we went and it was very star-studded. There were many celebrities sitting near us. Love that. Um, Maybe one of the stars of Ted Lasso. It was very exciting. And, um, yeah, so that was good. It was a really good production. You know, 1776 is about the creation and signing of the Declaration of Independence. It's about the Continental Congress. But it was mostly, like, women. It was, like, a non-cishet male cast. Um, oh, that's Interesting. Yeah, and it was many people of color. And, That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was really cool because it just added, like, this extra dimension to the story about, you know, when they're talking about all men being created equal to see that coming from uh, people of color and all women was, it was interesting. But the funniest moment was we grabbed dinner ahead of time and... um we were sitting at this restaurant and Janie, obviously we were facing each other. And so Janie was facing one way and this woman like walked past us. I only saw her back, but she was very tall and willowy and like, you know, just 
very striking woman from the back. And Janie was like, oh, my God, that woman is so beautiful. And uh, she was like, she was so tall. I don't think I've ever seen a woman so tall and, like, just legs for days. And she had a beautiful outfit on. And um, Janie was just, like, struck by her. And she was like, you know what? Whoever that woman is, if they ever make a movie of her life, they should get Wendy Malick to play her. Stop it. It was when it was Wendy Malick. She fully came back from the bathroom, and I was like, Janie, that literally is Wendy Malick. <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> it was very I funny. I mean... Wendy Malick is a tall drink of water. Yes. I mean, that's... Yes. She was a model. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so that's what I've been doing. Uh, I think Whale Watch Funeral for Mom is a go. I think it's going to be like May 21st. I had, weirdly, the other night, I just had all of these Whale Watch dreams. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really interesting. It was huh. really interesting. I thought about you when I woke up and I was like, oh, I'll just tell her when I when we talk on Saturday. But oh, yeah, I had... That's so funny that you bring that up because yeah. um, I also had forgotten that I had written that down somewhere to tell you <laughs> for today. But like, yeah, I fully had a very vivid, like that there were like these whales breaching. Oh, wow. And it was really cool. Um, and they were just like, like, I don't know. It was just really neat. It was very cool. And I was uh, like, oh, God, Casey's going to be so happy that they showed up. Uh, it like It was just this like really cute. It was really sweet. It was very sweet. I love that. I love that. I don't that. know if your mom was like, maybe it was the day you were like booking it. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I was just having such a hard time, like, I was having such a hard time with just the act of, like, doing that. And so, um, yeah, so I just asked Matt as if he doesn't have enough going on. But I was like, here's what I want to say to people. And I I think, you know, it falls under the rule of, like, if this is happening for me, it's definitely probably happening for somebody else. It was just a thing that, like, it's not like I didn't have the time to do it. It's not you like just I couldn't. Didn't. It was just I hard. Just, I just couldn't. And yeah, so he just did it. He just wound up talking to the captain of the boat. And it's super expensive. And we probably could have gotten a smaller boat. It'll probably be like, I'm going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be like 10 people on a boat that's meant for 400 or whatever. But it just. It just seemed like I'll the come. most. Okay, come. I would like to come. Come. I, I'm sure I'll, if anyone's in the Cape Cod area and doesn't mind Casey. being on a boat that's also <laughs> a funeral. Casey. Who's going to be Who's going to be in Cape Cod? People will travel. Also, it is like people <laughs> might be there. I don't know. It's I'm true. Trying find, it's wait, true. I'm trying to find my mic stand because it's missing. And I, your, your arms are tired. My arms are tired, Casey. So it's May, toward the end of May. It's toward the end of May, and uh, but not on Lincoln's birthday or my birthday, like my Thank dad's. God. My dad's burial was uh, right. So. We know. We heard that. <laughs> we heard that tale. But wait, listen. I have a question for you. Are yeah. you going to come to New York for a few days? You and Matt, maybe after. It's really hard because we have to clear out my mom's condo, uh-huh, and uh-huh. we haven't been able to coordinate on that. So I, I mean, hopefully, but. 
like Matt doesn't have a ton of time off that he can take off. So, okay. and I mean, I would obviously. I well, you and I have some work stuff we have to do. Yeah, we definitely we definitely do. Which is so I, exciting. And I really want to like you know it's such a weird year in October is me and Matt's, Matt and my, um, however you say that grammatically correctly, that's our 25th anniversary. So I'd love to- Holy shit. Yeah. I'd love to go somewhere. So I'm like- (laughs) When is your anniversary? May? Um, what is no, your- October 24th. October, right. Yeah. Right, right. So, I mean, I, I, well, I would like him to take off all his time to help me deal with this condo. Um, I also want to do something for our anniversary if it's possible. Um, so I don't know. He's, he's the one that's got a real head for like clearing out a place. And like, I'm just worried that. I also thought that Eli could like, this is like where he shines now. Yes. Yes. Eli is going to, um, come and help. And he's lucky cause he works remotely. So he's, he's offered to like, just work from wherever as long as he can and and like help me clear out the place. And it's not a huge place. I just think it's going to be like emotionally huge, you know. For sure. Yeah. I've it's been watching yeah. um episodes of Hoarders in preparation. Not that I mean my mom's not like my mom was not like the people in Hoarders, but there's a new season of I Hoarders mean, on Netflix and like I've just been watching to brush up on the uh on the psychological techniques of letting stuff go. Well, yeah. I mean, listen. We all like stuff. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about Eli. He's the first person that I've ever uh, watched an episode of Hoarders with, and there have been many, that like roots for the hoarder being able to keep most of the stuff. He roots for the hoarder? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, don't make them give up that lamp. That's a great lamp. I'm a little bit like that. You know, <laughs> I have so much shit. I mean, I also would like, maybe Eli should just stay on the East Coast and come help me with this storage unit. I do think we should just do this. I think we should just have like a giant garage sale. Yeah, a my garage sale. Un- or honestly, is. like we could get a table at the Brimfield Antique Market and go out there. Where's that? Um, that in Brimfield. <laughs> I know. Is that um, in Connecticut? In Massachusetts. In Massachusetts. Yeah. But um, I, you know, that's a big, that's like a big event. But yeah, I know you've been hanging on to that stuff and you want to, and you want to get rid of it. You have a big storage unit full of stuff. I don't even fucking know what's in there. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. He's really good with like determining the origins of things and like how collectible they are and, you know, whether there's like any kind of demand for it. It's hard, though, you know, because, well, I was saying, like all these people on Hoarders, they all thought they were going to sell a bunch of, like, Beanie Babies. Fucking, no, it's always, like, it's always kind of stuff that would be, not always, but it's often stuff that would be kind of valuable, but it, like, needs one little thing done to it to, like, get it in ship shape, and Uh, then they never do the one little thing, and then they keep adding to the pile, and they never, you know, so Eli was like, oh, God, that yeah, this is something that they all have in common, is that they all think that they're going to, like, start this business of selling stuff, but I guess the thing is, you have to actually sell it. You can't fall in love with it, and then... Next thing you know, you're like living in a living in a maze that's about to fall on you and crush you. You know, 
Um, yeah, yeah we I- don't want that. We don't want that. Exactly. Shout out to the new hoarders because, like, I remember it being very extreme in the past and, like, shocky and horror-y. And it's not really like that now. I I think it's, like, a much gentler and, like, much more respectful to the people that have, like, sort of humbled themselves to ask people to come and help with this issue that they have, um, which I think takes a tremendous amount of courage. And uh, there was one family from Worcester, Massachusetts, and the lady was so funny and uh, so self-deprecating in a way that was so unique to Massachusetts. And I just loved her, and I hope that she's doing okay. Well, (laughs) shout out to that lady. Shout out to that lady. Okay, guys, how many times is this you? You're like, is this thing that I've been experiencing normal or is it something that I need to worry about? You have like this health question and you just like text your group chats and you get their opinions about it. And then you just go down like a TikTok or Instagram rabbit hole full of very questionable advice from people that are definitely not experts. And here's the thing that I want to tell you. You're very unlikely... (laughs) to get medical advice from your group chat or TikTok. But you can find a good doctor on ZocDoc. You know Casey and I have talked about it. We both have used ZocDoc many, many times. It's one of my favorite things and my go-to, especially, I want to say this, summer's coming up. When you're traveling, if you're in a different city, if you're visiting people and one of your kids gets sick, you get sick, your partner gets sick, ZocDoc is where you're going to go. I'm just going to let you know this because it's the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them and treat literally almost every condition under the sun. Um, Casey, you know, had the dermatologist situation last year where she needed a new dermatologist and she found her amazing dermatologist on ZocDoc. I found... My ENT here in New York through ZocDoc, guys, after I was led astray by many of my friends' recommendations and I wasted my time. I should have just done ZocDoc to start with because you know I'm obsessed with my ENT here. And he was legit a find through ZocDoc. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app. You book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better immediately with ZocDoc. Guys, go to ZocDoc.com slash doing her best and download the ZocDoc app for free. And then you will find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash doing her best. ZocDoc.com slash doing her best best. Foria, 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 Foria. Listen, can I be honest with you guys? We love Foria. Casey and I love it. We've been talking to you about it. Um, Foria helps you to have better sex with or without a partner with products like Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil that make you feel uh, incredible. Better sex starts with Foria. People may not think they need extra help in the bedroom. And maybe they don't. I don't know. Maybe they don't. I'm not here to judge. 
I'm just saying they'll be very surprised by how much better and more pleasurable their sexual experiences are. Because just imagine the best sex you've ever had. And now imagine that it could be even better with products that were designed to naturally enhance sexual pleasure and give you access to bigger and better orgasms solo or with a partner. Foria is using all natural and plant-based ingredients to intensify sexual pleasure, relieve discomfort. They have a serious cult following with tens of thousands of people who've had their sex lives transformed through using their products. And if you want, if you've got some time, just go read the real testimonials because there are some great ones on there, guys. There are some great ones. I'm not going to lie. Like this one, my wife and I use the sex oil and awaken arousal oil. And when she gets on top, we both come so hard that we see sounds and hear colors. Okay. Okay. Foria makes products that'll transform sexual pleasure, especially if you have a vagina or if you're loving on someone that has a vagina. Awaken arousal oil is like a, like a little warm-up. It helps you get turned on, increasing your pleasure, deepening orgasms with a partner or solo. They use CBD warming, sensation-inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal, sensitivity, pleasure, access to orgasm, and help with any discomfort. And best of all, Awaken just turns you on. And used together, Foria's Awaken arousal oil and the sex oil are the perfect combo for peak pleasure. So you have our permission to try this. There's nothing weird about ordering these products or using them. I fully endorse you to go ahead and treat yourself to more deeper, fuller pleasure wherever you can find it as often as possible. And you can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash best or use code best at the checkout. That's Foria, F-O-R-I-A, wellness.com forward slash best for 20% off your first order. We recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil. You're going to thank us later. Maybe you'll leave one of those amazing reviews. Anyway, what's going on? I mean, nothing's going on with you besides work, I don't think, right? Is that true? No. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, I did a... I did sort of have like a... wild work thing. This is like a very, I've never, I have never in my career done this and it was kind of freeing in a weird way. Yeah. I was fully naked last night on set. Oh, wow. I mean, not fully. I okay. had like a G-string on. Okay. And I put tape over my nipples. Okay. But it's like, I was thinking about it. Like we all have, you know, no matter what you're bad situation. Yeah. Like we all have, you know, like, cause I'm sure, whatever. Body stuff is so tough, right? Yeah. Um, but I think I've like been super insecure, obviously, like in the past. Yeah. About my body. And I do feel a little bit like maybe this is a thing that comes with age where I'm like, yeah, my stomach's real wrinkly from gaining babies and losing them out of there. Yeah. And like, I haven't had surgery <laughs> like right. on it. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. fuck it, whatever. Fuck yeah. it, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is what happens to a lady's body 
It is what it is. And if I were like, okay, here's what I actually thought. It's a funny fucking bit. It'll you'll see when the season comes out. It's a really, okay. really fucking funny, biz, like wild thing. Yeah. And my thought was like, if I was one of the guys on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, would they think twice about it? Right. No. Right. Yeah. They wouldn't. No, guys are always showing their ass bodies. Comedy. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And so I just was like, fucking cares. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was a little bit that thing that I get into in, with myself where I'm like, <laughs> so dumb. Where I'm like, this is for equality. <laughs> <laughs> this is like to show that like, even, you know, that like, that, yes, that like physical, physical comedy isn't just for the dudes. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Of course. Because I think that like a lot of times, I don't know, like people back off of like that kind, those kinds of bits or whatever for women because they're just like, because it means so much more because we yeah. objectify women because women's bodies are so political, like all that right. shit. Right. Right. And even in this journey of this storyline and like what leads to this moment. I mean, I'm, and I'm also running naked. Oh, wow. Just like, so that's like full Will Ferrell style. It was Nudity. full. It was full. Um, anyway, it was like, not really discuss like when I read the episode, well, again, like everything's happening so fast on yeah. the show that I'm like, yeah. Oh, wait, here we are. So we were about to film this one part of it last week because um, it's like kind of like a montage thing, you know? Yeah. And I just was like, wait, 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 to Kimmy Gatewood and Meredith Gardino. I was like, guys, I don't understand. Why would I have clothes on if X, Y, and Z, which is like the next part of the bit? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, just, I can't figure this out. Why am I still, why am I still wearing clothes? Wouldn't all of the, da, 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 you know, wouldn't all of the clothes be, lost. Yeah. Or in the huh. I'm trying not to give away the story. Yeah, really don't funny. give away. Yeah. Um and they're like, "Well, yeah. Yes, but we just didn't think that you would want to I don't know. We just were like we didn't think you'd want to." And I was like, "I get it." Yeah. And there's a version of me that wouldn't want right. to do that, but like right. it's so much funnier and weirder yeah. if She's just naked. And they're like, well, yeah. So then once I like committed to that bit and like yeah. everybody was like, wait, I heard that they're making you be naked now. And I was like, no one's making me be. I wanted to do it. Right. I thought right. it was like a funnier, it's a funnier bit if she's naked. It right. is. With black socks on. <laughs> um, anyway. So then I did it and like, I don't know. I just did it. I wasn't, I'm just like, you know what? Everybody was very respectful on the crew. Yeah. Of Donnie, course. Who does the clapper on the yeah. thing. D d avoided 
looking at my <laughs> looking at me. Like it was just like night. Like they're all yeah. they're all seeing it behind they're the all monitor. See it. But there's but, like a difference trying between to be nice like yeah. in person. You know what there's, I mean? There's a difference, honestly. There's a distance looking at right. it on a monitor or watching it on TV than there is like staring directly at the. Which person is always why I think that live theater, like sex scenes and nudity in theater, is so much more intimate and freaks me out like yeah. when I see it or when I'm like watching on screen or even like on stage sex yeah that's like very like not nudity but like just it is feels so much more intimate to me than watching it on tv or movies yeah yeah yeah, you're I right. Know. I think you're right no, there. I think you're, you're, and you're looking. It's like it's like a visual energy. Like your eyeball. It's the you same can like re- make eye contact. <laughs> it's the with, same it's like reason when an animal like, makes eye contact with you while you're having sex. The Prince photo that you so generously bought me, um, the, a print of a Prince photo when we wrapped Busy Tonight. Like, I think there's something different about that because it's printed directly from, like, a frame of film that the photographer, like, took, like, right there. So right. it's, like, it's more direct than just, like, seeing that exact same picture, which I've seen a million times in a magazine or a book. But, like, I have a print of it that yes. you bought me that's directly from the film that was in the camera when that photo was taken, you know? I totally does, do know what you does mean. Does that mean I'm Amish? <laughs> What's the religion that believes that? I don't think there really is a religion that believes that your, stole, your soul is stolen by photographs. I don't know. But, but I do believe there's, like, it, it's a if, difference. If that's true, I'm soulless. <laughs> I have no soul. My soul's gone. It would My soul's ex- been gone. It would explain a lot, but I don't think they're really... I think that's a joke that people make all the time, but I don't think anyone necessarily really believes that your soul is stolen. But if there is a religion that believes that, shout out let to us that know religion. In the, let us know in the comments, guys. <laughs> sound off like, in the comments. Sound off in the comments. Like and comment below. Um, uh, yeah, well, but like I... That's cool that you did I that. I know. I was like very... And like last night, oh my God... And then last night we were supposed to have, like, there was supposed to be a scene with fire in it. Oh, fire is really hard. There's so many rules about fire. Well, also, it was 90 degrees yesterday. We were filming sort of upstate, like, towards upstate. I mean, we were far. We were, like, an hour and a half away. Yeah. And, um, And there was a brush fire nearby, and, like, all the permits got revoked from our... Oh, God from our production to do fire. So like we could, we can't do, we couldn't do it. Oh no. So they're, they called in like a special effects person and then they, they were going to try to special effects the fire. We'll see. CGI some fire in there. You know what I'm going to say? You know what I'm going to say? If they can make, (laughs) what am I going to say? I don't know. If baby Groot can be as believable as he (laughs) is. Right. I'm I think they can do fire. Paddington too is like the you know, it's We love Paddington. It's surpassed Citizen Kane as the best movie in all of history. That's what they say. So, that's what that's what technology can do. Um yeah. So, I'm sure they so, can make a, a believable fire. But also, it's not your problem. Isn't that, doesn't that feel good that you're not the one that has to CGI some fire in there? 
Yeah, but also, like, I was kind of bummed because I wanted to, like, shoot this scene yeah. with fire, and I thought it'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did this horrible movie when I was 19. Um, sorry, The Smokers. <laughs> sorry to that movie. People like that movie. No, they don't. It's fucking insane. That movie <laughs> is so bad. I mean, I was in some bad movies. I'm not going to lie. Not like a ton of yeah. bad movies. Some people were in like only bad movies in the late 90s, yeah. early 2000s. I was in some bad movies. Yeah. Uh, I just realized as I pulled this ad up that I need to reorder my Lumi products. I'm obsessed. So Lumi, in case you don't know... We've talked about it before, but if you haven't heard it, Lumi deodorant is is a game changer. It's here to keep everyone smelling great <laughs> when we need it most and where we need it most. But listen, not just pits, privates, beyond your whole body. Underarms aren't the only place that people have odor and need freshening. They have best-selling scents like lavender sage, which is my favorite, clean tangerine, also I love, and fresh alpine. You're going to smell better than ever. They also just launched new scents that include mint, cucumber, and soft powder, which I think I'm going to have to try. Lumi was created by an OBGYN who discovered and proved in clinical testing that the vagina is not to blame for day-to-day -day odor below the belt. So she developed Lumi, a unique formulated pH-balanced deodorant. It's aluminum-free, skin-safe, clinically proven to control odor for 72 hours. I personally am obsessed with the body wash. I've had a hard time finding a body wash that I like that, like, doesn't make my skin itch because, you know, I'm very sensitive. So I actually ordered the starter pack and I got a little trial of the body wash and it has been a game changer. And then I have the whole body deodorant that is also incredible. It's the first of its kind. It's safe to use anywhere on your body. Pits, under boobs, thigh folds, belly buttons, butt cracks, vulvas, feet. By the way, that's actually a great point. I need to put some on one of my kids' feet. I need to put some of this Lumi whole body deodorant on one of my child's feet. I'm not going to name names, but it's pH balanced for very safe use. I am really a fan of this product. And Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers because it comes with the solid stick deodorant, the cream tube deodorant, which I personally love, the two free products of your choice, like the mini body wash, which is what I tried. And by the way, I didn't have high hopes for it. And now I'm ordering the full size. I'm just going to tell you. And deodorant wipes, also incredible and great to like throw in your bag, especially as the weather heats up. And as a special offer for our listeners, new customers are going to get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code BEST at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com. And use code BEST. It's Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant.com, and use code BEST. Oh, my goodness. I'm wearing my Karayumas right now. What is the song that I always do, Casey? I know you're not here, but 
<laughs> is it carry you my on my feet? I'm going to get in trouble for that. You guys don't tell on me. This episode is brought to you by Karayuma. It's the cool, sustainable sneaker company loved by skaters, surfers, and celebs. Karayuma are so cute, so comfortable. If you are in search of a very good-looking, ultra-comfortable, consciously crafted sneaker to sport this spring with your little sundresses, look no further. 35,000 five-star reviews. And by the way, they had a 77,000-person wait list. The Oka Sneaker Low, it's made with durable, organic cotton canvas. They're super cute. They're very versatile. They come in a selection of colors and prints to fit every personality. Apparently, Ashton Kutcher is a fan, guys. And if it's good enough for Ashton, it's good enough for me. No, but Karyuma is always keeping it fresh. They do all of these collaborations. They did one with Avatar. Limited edition colors made in collab with Pantone for spring just dropped. That's what I got. I got the lavender because lavender's very in right now, guys. I don't know if you know that, but it is. And also you can celebrate Earth Month in style with the IBI, one of the lowest carbon footprint sneakers ever made. This feather light design is made with a bamboo knit for ultimate comfort, and they fit so good. You're going to barely know that you're even wearing shoes on your little feet. Made with all vegan and sustainable source materials, Kiriuma has a dedicated reforestation program based in the Brazilian rainforest. Their co-founders, David and Fernando, both grew up in Brazil, so the project is especially close to home. For every pair of sneakers sold, Kiriuma plants two trees— and they've already planted over 2 million trees. Come on. They ship all their sneakers free and fast in the USA and offer worldwide shipping and 60-day free returns. They deliver right to your front door using single-box recycled packaging. And for a limited time, Busy Phillips is doing her best listeners can get an exclusive. 15% off your pair of Kariuma sneakers. Go to C-A-R-I-U-M-A.com slash best to get 15% off. That's carryuma.com slash best for 15% off. Only for a limited time, guys. Go get your new spring sneaks. I want to say one more thing about the nudity thing on my set. Yeah. Before I move on. Yeah. If I didn't feel totally comfortable on that set all the time with the, our crew and Every, every single person on that set, yeah. I totally would not have done it. But I, the crew is like a family. Yeah. They're all incredible. Our camera department has been with us since season one. Um, John, our DP, who did my pilot for Sackett Sisters. Yeah. Did Scrubs. Did, um, and did uh, 30 Rock. Kimmy Schmidt. Did Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. Not 30 Rock. Did, did Kimmy Schmidt, like, is incredible. Like, everybody, I just am saying, like, a, a crew is a lot of men. Yeah. Film crews. Even though we have a lot of uh, incredible people of all yeah. genders on our crew. Yeah. And, and I'm so grateful for that as well. Um, the reality is mostly The still reality men. is it's mostly still men. But this crew has been, like, a family yeah. Since we started in 
the midst of the height of the pandemic. Yeah. And, and so I really felt like I have felt very objectified on sets before, you know, right. Right. you guys have yes. read the book. Yeah. Um, and I have never once felt that even a little bit. I've only yeah. felt respected by our crew in terms of like how they've treated all of us. Well, that's great. I mean, I'm sure that's a testament to like little stranger hiring. Yeah. Like, you know, they have tons of experience. But also, it's a rare example where kind of like woman power outnumbers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like women are the show. So you would need a crew like that. Like it wouldn't fly to have anything less than what you have, you know? A hundred percent. It's not like we're making entourage. Right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where you're like, I'm going to make this this one woman on the cast cry and then she's going to go into the bathroom by herself. What's anyone going to do about it? Right. You know? Right. Which is very often the the vibe that productions have. But of course, you guys couldn't have had anything less. Well, that's good. I'm glad you... I also feel like, I don't know, you tell me, is this like post-microdosing busy that was able to make that decision about how logically if everyone's seen you in a bikini, it's not that much different to wear band-aids on your nips and a G-string. Totally. Yeah. I was like, guys, we could like all be hanging out at a pool. I'm fine. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It really isn't. Yeah. Like, and bodies are bodies. And like, again, my biggest insecurity is my stomach. Yeah. I get that. As as it is with me. Yeah. I talk about it a lot. So everybody knows it. But like, it is what it is. I don't yeah. fucking know. I had two kids. I don't want to get, at this moment, I don't want to like go under general anesthesia for that. You right. know what I mean? Like that right. doesn't, I'm going to have to probably get another colonoscopy at some point. Like I just, there's a lot of other things that I have to like go under for. Right. That it's like, a tummy tuck, even though I do have diastasis, so I could like yeah. medically need it. Fine, whatever. No, I, d- I I have that too, by the way. I mean, not that like, that's not what's preventing me from showing my stomach, but my stomach like <laughs> post kids, like post having Lincoln, like if I do the slightest bit of any type of like contraction of my abdominal muscles, it goes straight into a pyramid. Like my stomach makes a pyramid. It's yeah. so weird. Well, it's because it needs to be stitched back together. But I mean, I just know I've like, what did I, I was reading something somewhere that someone was like, do whatever work you want, do whatever you want. Just like, like I wish more people just in, not celebrities even. Yeah. Like just in life that people would be more open and honest about it. Yeah. Or there was this, there was a mom at our, that at my kid's school who recently like lost a ton of weight and you know what? You know I don't comment. You know I don't right, comment. Right. But I was yeah. with we were with some other moms and one of the moms commented and she was like, Oh my God, I went on Manjaro and it has changed my life. Like blah, 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 blah. And I lost all this weight. And I just was like, that is so refreshing that you are just so fucking rad that you're like, Yeah, this was the thing I've always struggled with. I like my doctor recommended this thing. I started taking it. Now it's like in the news everywhere, but like, yeah fucking, I'm exercising. I feel great. And I just was like, I so appreciate you being just very open about it because. Yeah. Because if you, because if you don't say, and listen, like it's your own business or whatever, but 
if you are able to say something, then that demystifies for people who just think that they aren't working hard enough. You know what right. I mean? Like, like if you don't say anything, which you don't have to, it's just a wish that we're saying, wish more people were honest about it. Well, I um, told you about my baby Botox, didn't I? Exactly. But if you don't say anything, it possibly perpetuates all of the body image things that we're being fed by the media, but just by life and by, like, you know, social media, too, is just that, like, wow, this person really got their shit together and, like, did this thing that I'm incapable of doing when the truth is, no, like, maybe this medication or maybe this operation or whatever did this thing and and that's what enabled this person to accomplish this. And then you can, like, just make better choices about whether, whether or not to continue beating themselves up for something that they're needlessly beating themselves up for. I mean, the hope is always that people don't beat themselves up at all, you know? Um, but I don't know that we're there yet. But I'm like, if I could get every laser and some injections, I would probably do that, but I would probably never get surgery. Well, you know, for years I would do, because in LA, those like med spas are just everywhere. Yeah. Like every, yeah. every block has a med spa. And I would do all those like tightening lasers and shit on my stomach. And I yeah. actually do think they kind of work, but it doesn't stay. It hasn't stuck for you? No, it doesn't like do, it doesn't, do the thing that it's literally, yeah. you know, designed, though they say that it can do. It doesn't, I just, for me personally, yeah. I don't know if you guys, again, sound off. <laughs> I got laser <laughs> hair removal like a really long time ago when it was first invented, like everything from like my neck down. And I'm less hairy than I was, but I still have to shave. Like it's not, there's, you know, I don't have to shave. I still also, choose to shave. Do you know what I just realized? What? That TheraFace never came for me. Oh no. Maybe they maybe they checked in and they were like, she's not on the list. <laughs> Aww. That's such a bummer. Uh well, yeah. maybe, maybe it's I don't know, who knows? Maybe they have like a waiting mm. list or whatever a little bit. You still have your other laser. Are you still using that? I do, I do. I use the I use the the laser, the one laser. Yeah. And then I've recently in the car on the way to work, because I'm literally in the car for like hours yeah. every day. And um, Andrew drives just a really nice vehicle. Yeah. Production has a really nice car for us, cars for us to ride up in. That's good. Um, it has like a plug, like an actual plug. And yeah. so I've been bringing my fancy face light thing. Okay. Like the fancy one. Yeah. The, not, not the like one that just goes on your face. The one that I got during the pandemic, remember? Yeah. When I had yeah. that like crazy breakout from the rose. Yeah. Remember that? Do you yeah. remember that? My face was like yeah. literally bleeding. you're allergic to rose. Yeah. Yeah. My face was yeah. like open sores. Like it was just so disgusting. But you know what? We were in lockdown. <laughs> Like, the earth healed, but also my face yeah. healed. See, this is how you know I'm always on your team because, like, without getting too specific, recently something came across my inbox that you were going to be participating in, and they said that they were going to give you a rose-infused cocktail. And Absolutely I said, not. I said, do not 
Elizabeth is <gasps> oh, allergic to Rose. Oh, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they, and they, did, yeah, but they didn't. Um, okay. um, hold on. Birdie's texting me. Um, I'm so proud of Birdie this week. Oh, good. Um, not that there wasn't a night this week that Birdie screamed at me that I was a terrible mother that didn't raise her and that the nanny raised her. And I was like, Birdie. Who paid for the best <sighs> nanny, though? Fucking Cougar Town. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so, the whiplash of parenting. It's a real whiplash. It's It's not easy. It's not easy. Oh, I went to Manhattan Vintage yesterday. Oh, did you? Yes. I had a late call because I was, okay. it was a night shoot. Did you get anything? Yes, of course. But there was a, here's where not, Michelle couldn't go. Yeah. Um, normally we go to these things together. She's not, she just couldn't do it um, because she's got like all this other stuff going on, whatever. Uh. <laughs> I'm so grateful she wasn't there because we. she totally talks me into like buying things that are just stupidly expensive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, we're like a little bit like that's, you know, we do that to each other. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you have to get that. And there was this Saint Laurent 1970s like two-piece set that was yeah. so fucking expensive. And I was with Matthew, um, who's my wardrobe designer on Girls 5 Eva. Yeah. Thankfully, because he was like, no. <laughs> no, busy. It's too expensive. You do not need to buy that. And I was like, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I got it. So... Anyway, I didn't get it. I mean, I didn't get it. I'm just saying, I was like, I got it, that it's too expensive. It's too expensive. Here's my question for you. Are you happy that you just saw it and that you know that it exists? Or are you having like a little feeling like, oh, shoot, I wish I bought that, even though you know rationally you don't need it? Here's what I will say, and I agreed with him on this. The skirt was a pinch too small in my waist. All right. And it would require it would require me doing a little bit of work on it. Right. So right. he was, his feeling was like, if it, he's like, if it fit you exactly perfectly. Right. I would say it would be a harder thing for me to say, don't get it. It's too expensive. Right. But the fact that you have to do like a little bit of work to make the skirt fit. It means it was for someone else. Feels a little bit like you, it's not for you. Yeah. 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 That's good. I think that's That's positive. also like the thing, you know, like in vintage clothing, that is a thing. And a lot of like the sellers themselves kind of have that thing. Yeah. Which is like, if they don't think that it's for you, they'll just be like. You can't have it. Yeah. I've literally <laughs> seen that happen before. I have seen yeah. it fucking happen. Yeah. Because people who love like vintage stuff. Yeah, they don't want you to especially des- clothing. Desecrate it. No, they're like they feel really they feel really protective of it. 
Yeah, furniture the same. People get. I belong to all these groups, uh, like vintage furniture groups, and like every once in a while, someone will buy like a Broyhill Brasilia credenza or whatever, and they'll be so proud of themselves that they painted it with like milk paint and made it like shabby chic. And the the roasting, the fire roasting that they get, uh. I mean, pe- borderline. I've seen that. I've seen that online. I've seen that yeah. online. Borderline like, people being like, "You're worse yeah. than Hitler," you know, yes. which is yes, not true. Yes. But people are very passionate about about that. <sighs> people get really intense. I've been looking for. This is very specific. I've been looking for one of the smaller Frigidaire flare stoves um, to possibly replace my stove. What is um, that? What is that? You the where you would know it possibly is maybe from Bewitched. I believe Samantha had one in her kitchen recently on Snowfall. I saw one in the kitchen of the housing project. You are obsessed. I love Snowfall. Snow, Snowfall is so good. Um, but it's uh it's a stove that has like a it pulls out the stovetop pulls out. And so you put it back in when you're done with the burners, which is probably like a little bit of a fire hazard because I bet a lot of people shut it with hot burners. But you pull it out to like cook on it and it's Mm -hmm. like a space-saving thing. And then the oven is up top and it's just almost like a cabinet with um, like pretty glass doors that like open and your oven is like right there and below is like a kitchen cabinet. I've been looking for one of those uh that's in good shape, but the smaller one is hard to come by and I don't have room. I would prefer the larger one, but I would have to like re reconstruct my kitchen to fit the larger one. But I think I like that Frigidaire Flare group on Facebook because it's very calm and people really aren't like flaming each other for uh for what they're <laughs> What they're doing to their yeah. stoves. I can't. It's, it's very chill in a way that that some of the other groups are not. Um, yeah, so there's that. I'm also looking for these drawer pulls that... Because I think I talked about a long time ago, Eli and Matt went to this house and got these custom-made like wall units, pulled them out of this house mm-hmm. uh, for my office, and they're all great and wonderful. And they have those like are the little, ones behind you, right? Yeah, the ones that are behind me right now. They're all wonderful and they need like a little touch-ups here and there, but that's like vintage life. But this one piece had different drawer pulls than all the rest of the pieces. And I was like, that'll be no problem. I'll be able to get these drawer pulls. And um I found four of them, but I need eight. And so I still need four more, and they just are nowhere. It's not fucking possible to find these stupid drawer pulls. And um, I saw, you know Trixie Mattel? Of course. Well, you know, she has that show Trixie Motel, where she, like, buys a hotel in Palm Springs and makes it over in a fabulous way. I saw those drawer pulls on some of the cabinets that she was pulling out of those motel rooms, and I'm just like, there's, I mean, they're long gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not. I'm not, there's no way that I'm reaching out to Trixie Mattel and she has those drawer pulls, you know? Can I tell you something though? What? Maybe you go to fucking Palm Springs. Maybe, maybe, but I'm just And like, you go to like all the, all the like little shops out there that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows? Because if it was there, 
Right. It could be common. My fear is that they're Italian or Spanish or something like that. Uh-huh. that send happens. me a picture. I want to see a picture. I'll, I'll send you a picture. Because I'm often in weird places. Yeah. It's just like, I just need those. Wait, I final- send me, no, send me a picture for real. Because I actually yeah, know I a place here that might have them. Yeah. It's like a... This, guys, this is what I do with my life. I'm just like looking for four drawer pulls. Like that's... Did you that's, go to the... Did you go to the place on La Brea, um, Antique oh, Hardware? No, I haven't been there, but I know oh. um, Andy Richter used to always recommend that I go there for different things. I think he loves that place. Um, <laughs> but I never have been. I never took his advice and went. So I should make a, make a trip there. It's, it You really should because they may have it or know exactly where you can get it. They're pretty, yeah. they're pretty great at... helping people like locate those things. I will do that. Oh, you know what else I wanted to talk to you about? Speaking of, uh, this Mm -mm. is again, what my life is. Have you seen advertisements for these new eye drops up Neek? That make your eyes bigger? That make your Your, eyes bigger? Yeah, I have. And I am so confused. I don't have any idea how it works. I don't get it. Did you get it? I didn't get it it? because it's super expensive. It's like a couple hundred dollars a month. It's again, like this is something that would be right up my alley to try eye drops that made your eyes open wider because like I'm, I'm into like biohacking and I have hooded eyes, like ethnically, genetically hooded eyes. That's been a lifelong thing. So I would love to have my eyes open wider and like, I wouldn't mind. I'd put eye drops in my eyes probably every day to achieve that effect. But um, I'm also really bad with eye drops. So like they, I can't buy expensive ones because they go to waste like half the time, you know, like because I shut my eye and the eye drop just like goes down my face or whatever. So for everyone else, they're $200 a month. For me, they'd be $400 a month. You know what I mean? But these Upneak eye drops, this is a thing. I told you guys, I love science. I always am reading like medical studies and things like that. So, of course, the first thing I did was look at what the active ingredient in Upneak eye drops is. And if it's in anything else, you know what it's the main ingredient in as well? What? Afrin nose spray. That costs $5 for a bottle. But Afrin nose spray has all these other chemicals in it that I'm like, do you, you can't probably put it in your eye. But I'm like, why does the... Eye-opening eye drops cost $200. Also, can I just tell you something? What? Of course you can put Afrin in your eye. It goes up to <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be like a fuck. But like, obviously you can put Afrin in your eye. You literally squirt it up your nose. It's the same. It's membranes. It's the same fucking shit. I don't know. I just, I don't want to go blind I had to or like, something, but I'm like, I'm, I'm very annoyed that fine. they. It's fine. I, I give you permission. I'm basically a doctor. <laughs> Doctors, if anyone's listening, please look at Afrin and say, would it hurt to put it in your eye just to try it out? It's also half the dose. Like Afrin is half the amount of that ingredient. But that means that the eye drops should cost $10, not $200. You know what I mean? That's what makes me so mad. Suddenly when it's for vanity, it costs 20 times what it would cost you if you were just trying to like breathe a little better. Like I want to see a little better. It's, I'm very, I'm very hot under the collar about Upneak. I think you can just spray Afrin in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure someone's done it by accident, but I don't know. Maybe Nobody's, you do it by accident. 
Maybe I'm accidentally putting some Afrin in my eye. When I worked at the Rosie O'Donnell show, we had one of the original, like, do you remember when that lady went viral for putting Gorilla Glue in her hair accidentally because she thought it was, like, this other? Of course. I think about her all the time. And just the whole country, like, came to her aid. I felt like the whole TikTok nation um, tried to help her with suggestions. But when I worked at Rosie, we had, like, the original lady that she, uh, I don't know if she called into the show or wrote in, but she accidentally put super glue in her eye instead of um, her eye drops, and she glued her eyes shut. And we had her on to talk about it, and I'm sure we gave her, like, a gift, a very expensive gift or something. Um, but like that was that was how you went viral, I guess, before like the internet was a big deal is you called Rosie O'Donnell and and told her that you glued your eyes shut accidentally. But um she survived super glue in her eyes. So, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe I could survive Afrin in my eyes. But I am worried that the other chemicals are like bad for your eyes. Who knows? But, I, but, but I'm also mad that they make eye drops that cost 20 times the nose spray, and it's the same main ingredient. Fuck you for that, Upneek. <laughs> <laughs> I would try your shit, but not for $200. Well, maybe it has to do with, like, the FDA or something. Yeah, maybe. It's possible. It's possible. I mean— the fear with trying something like that, $200 one time, the fear is that it's great and then you love it and then you know what it's like to just walk around with wide open eyes, and, but you can't keep up your new habit, you know? That's the fear. That's why you guess, never you never try it. I guess, you know what, though? We got to face our fears. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, well, I got to be honest. I think I have to go. You have to go to that birthday party? No, I think I just have to go. I think I got to get off the phone. I think I just have to like just sit by myself for two seconds and like. Yeah. Um, thought I had something else I wanted to tell you. You'll remember. You can tell me later. But we missed you guys and we love you. I really have missed everything. The podcast, talking to you, catching up with you. Missed my friends. Yeah. I've missed these friends. But it's okay. Um, Everybody's here and everyone's been really, mostly everyone's been really patient. Thank you to mostly everyone. You know, patience is a virtue. I just came up with that, but I... (laughs) Put that on a t-shirt. I think we should. (laughs) All right. Uh, I think you should me. go okay. sit by yourself, but I also think like you should put your phone in the other room for like at least 30 minutes of it so mm-hmm. no one can get at you. Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys, we love you so much. <laughs> I'm going to pull, you know what? Let's pull, let's pull a Marcella crawl card. Shout out to Marcella. I know she's recuperating from a medical procedure and we love her. And we hope she's feeling great. I pulled lucky. Lucky. I pulled lucky. Which, let's read what it says. 
You've got the Midas touch. Everything you touch turns to gold right now. Enjoy this winning streak you're on. Meditate on this when you need an extra boost of being in the right place at the right time kind of energy. Okay. Sounds sounds good. Guys, let's take this luck into this week. Let's just All fucking right. take this luck. Don't, we'll, don't look a luck card in the mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. We love you and we will talk to you soon. We'll be back we soon. We love you so much. And... Uh, be good and do your best, and we'll get back to talking about. You do what your we're, best. We're we'll doing do our, our best. Our best at when uh, oh, when we. Shit. What are you doing your best at this week? Oh, I I mean you know just getting out there, like hanging doing, in, doing shit that I'm supposed to be doing, and not letting setbacks hold me back for too long, you know. And going to the doctor, even though it's scary, and all that shit, you know, the basics. The basics. <laughs> How about you? You know what I need to do? What? Okay, I had this like, there was also this like crazy thing with my teeth on set this week. Like, oh, God. Bit. But it made me realize that like one of my gums is really receding. Oh, no. I know. And I'm like, oh. I hate you guys. I hate the dentist. and I'm really bad at it. What? Isn't that a thing from ADD medication? Fuck me. Is it? I don't know. Let's don't Again. look it up. Just don't look it up. Just I can't. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. I can't, Casey. I can't. I can't. Fuck. Anyway. Anyway, I'm like, I'm scared. I'm a dentist. I'm a dental chicken. Mm. I don't like dentists. They traumatize me and then they make me feel bad. And I'm not yeah. a good flosser. And I know I'm not a good flosser. I've never been a good flosser my whole life. Yeah. I've been a bad flosser. But I brush, but maybe I brush too hard, probably, because yeah. I do everything too hard. Yeah. But I just am like, so I'm like nervous, and I know I have to deal with it when I'm not working, but it's just like, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to deal, but I will, but I don't want to do it, but I will. And I know it like connects to everything else and ugh, whatever. Maybe if I'll just start flossing as regularly as like, like three, is flossing three times a day too much? Or are we supposed to be flossing? I don't know. See, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. No, sound I, think off. You're, I think you're just supposed to floss a couple times. But listen, maybe just start like trying to do it once a day. If you're not doing I've been, it at I've all. Been, I've been. Okay. Then that's good. I, give I your, did start to Give try. yourself credit for that. Use a nice mouthwash, like a, a decontaminating mouthwash. And like hope for the best. But also we'll find you a good dentist who is like, you know, who's kind to you and respects that you're nervous and, um, you know, and just does one thing at a time. And, you know, like dentists get it. They know they're scary. Some of them. I know, but like dental, like the dent, dental techs that clean your teeth, they're the ones that I always feel like the most shamed by. Where they're like, ugh, you really have to floss better. Uh, yeah. See, that's not cool. If if you're uh if you're a dental assistant or dental tech, that's not cool. That's like that's like old hoarders, and you have to be more like new hoarders. Yeah, guys, where, let's be more like new hoarders. Where you're just like, you know what? I can tell that you flossed a couple times recently, and I think that's good. Like, let's keep building mm. toward, you know. And I know that it makes your job harder. To, like, someone that maybe has, like, tartar on their teeth or whatever. My, um, the dental assistant I went to in Westport was so good in Connecticut. And so I have yet to find someone as compassionate as that in L.A. But it's, like, a thing that takes 
some compassion, like, you know, your mouth is really important and it is connected to everything else. So that's all the more reason to not make someone scared to come back to see you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, I'm doing my best at working. Yeah. I mean, that's all you really have. That's all I have, have time for at this time. <sighs> okay. Go sit by yourself for a half hour. Put your phone in the toilet tank. Great. And don't let anyone bug you for 30 minutes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Love you guys. Love you all. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, no.